0: the following program is sponsored by friends of life outreach international coming up on life today international speaker and best-selling author lisa bevere challenges you to face your fears and start living your destiny, about our
1: destiny. the yes. enemy somehow knows he can see patterns and he's like i'm going to try to take her out before she ever realizes who she is and i think there's people out there right now that they have been going through hardship and they have they're looking at their past to try to figure out what's going on and it's not about their past it's about their future.
2: life today i'm so glad you decided to sit down and turn on the tv and i pray that this 30 minutes will really impact your life one of the things that we're thrilled to be able to share with you um, at the moment is a brand new teaching series called living your destiny and i mean i can't wait to hear it myself because we've got um beth moore one of the best bible teachers that god ever deposited on the planet we have christine kane who is just like on fire for Jesus and sets fires all around the world And as, as people get set free. Then Sarah Jakes-Roberts, um, Bishop T.D. Jakes' daughter, has such a powerful story. I get to share um, what it's like to live your destiny. And the fifth woman on this teaching series is my guest today. I am crazy about this woman. Will you please help me welcome Lisa Bevere.
1: Aww. I love you, Sheila. I love you.
2: <laughs> you know, I was... Saying to my, my husband before I came to the studio. I've spent so many years in, in ministry, whether I was working with Youth for Christ or working with the Dr. Billy Graham organization, with the 700 Club, all, or 20 years of women of faith. I have never in all my years met a woman who is a greater champion and encourager of other women than you. Oh, thank now, I'm you. Seri- I'm, thank you from, from my heart and all the other women that you've encouraged. Thank That's you. really... Is that something that has always been in you, Lisa? No,
1: I didn't even like women. I hated them. I, when, when my husband proposed to me, I was like, you do not understand what you're getting. Because I am a woman's brain in a man's... I mean, uh, uh, no, wrong thing. Sorry about that. <laughs> we need to edit that. <laughs> no, I'm keeping no, that. I'm keeping that. No, I said, I am a man's brain in a woman's body. I, and he was like, I'm not... I'm not comfortable with that, and I was like, "No, you, you don't understand. I'm not like a woman. I, I'm, I'm nice. I'm, I'm. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. I know. I I'm know, not I like know, a woman. I, I'm nice. I know. See, that's how wrong it was. But you know what I'm going to tell you, Sheila, is I had such a wound from my mother who, who tried so, I mean, she did so much better than her mother had done for her, but I've just felt like such a, I can't connect with women. I don't know how to do this. I don't know their secret language. I am so much more comfortable with guys. And so I remember God talking to me and said, I've called you to minister to women. I was like, no know anybody but women I'll go anywhere please don't let me go to women they're so mean and he was like you are a woman and I said I don't like them and he said I do and I was like okay I, Jesus likes t- I need to change my mind I totally yeah. I actually
2: totally relate to that yeah and but so I want to know the journey that brought you from from that place to the place where you're impacting more women around the world than most women I know but let's go back a little bit. You shared a photograph Yes, I did on Instagram the other day. And as I'm flicking through my head, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, oh, there's my friend. And, there, and there's, oh,
1: and there's Lisa Bevere's eye. Yes, I did do that. Uh, okay, so, so, yes, it wasn't just a selfie up up close on no. steroids. It was my artificial eye. I had gone to an oculist. And you're supposed to get your eye replaced every five years. And I had stretched that out to 15 where it was becoming a problem. And so I, um, I was sitting there and this man is painstakingly painting, you know, looking at my eyes and trying to capture the color of my iris and painstakingly painting. And I thought, you know what, while I'm sitting here, I get so many questions about can you take it out? Uh, can you see through it? Is it glass? And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to write a little bit of this answer. And then when I started unpacking the answer, Sheila, I remembered, I remembered in that moment the name-calling and the things that had happened since I was a little girl. So when did this happen to you, Lisa? When did you lose five. your eye? So five. I lost my eye at five to retinoblastoma. They had to remove it. They, one day I was running around the house with the flashlight. The next day I was in Raleigh Children's Hospital and my eye was removed. They normally catch it at anywhere from eight weeks to a year and a half. And so the fact that I had, they had caught it so late was an emergency. And so I just remember being at the hospital and I kept saying, Am I going to get a shot? Am I going to get a shot? And so I was in shock when they were like, you're, yeah, you're, we're actually going to take out your eye. And I said, I'm actually leaving. I mean, I tried to run away and uh, it was just, my world just became centered around that. People no longer saw me the same. Five years of age and and kids can be cruel. Oh, I know. So, you know, Cyclops, one eye, mm. you know, those kind of things. And, and uh, I... You know, with, you know, in my high school, you know, they wanted to prepare us for our future, so you had to take either speech or debate because arguing and talking are important things. And I thought, I cannot get up in front of people and argue. I'm so self-conscious, I'll I'll, I'll try the speech class. And I had over-prepared. I had my little three by five cards and I was standing up there and I, I looked down and I try to get my breath and I look up and one of the boys in the back row mouse Cyclops, and I remember I just began to shake. I burst into tears. I I went running down to the guidance counselor and I said, I I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm handicapped. I, I can't do this. I'm not gonna get a good grade in this class. I can't do it. You know what he said? You're right. You can't do this. You're right. And here's what happened, Sheila. His compassion for my situation in that moment he said, you know what, we, you don't need to take speech. We're going to waive that requirement for you. And I said, now there's another class I'm having a really hard time with. And he said, what's that? I said, typing. I said, typing is impossible for me because back in the day, you had your hands on the keys. You turned your head to the side. I'm like, I can't even see my hands now. So I couldn't get above 25 words per minute. And he said, we'll waive typing and we'll waive speech. And I walked out and I thought, I'm free. I will never have to get up in front of people and speak. I will never have to type another paper. And I think, I think God was laughing. He was like, oh baby girl, it's okay. We won't make just you get up right. in front of those 20 people. Yeah, we'll just be 20,000 yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, and we're just gonna push wow. you to the edge of diarrhea because <laughs> we're gonna put you on television. We're just gonna keep it There's so that you are- the title of your next book, yes. Di- edge, the Edge of Diarrhea. Uh, yes. We'll put my eye on the front, so. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, you know, so many women, Sheila, um, they, it was interesting. The response, the engagement level on that particular picture was so high because so many women said, I didn't know, or they said, my child lost her eye or his eye at eight months. And I, I, I am so thankful that I can see into the future. That this isn't going to limit their lives. And, you know, and so, you know, I, I had a husband who, would not let me live small i had a husband Has met that husband yeah you you oh, know what I'm talking. Yes, and you know what I'm talking about. It yes. it's like a tornado. I mean, I'm happy he travels because I can only handle him in small bits. <laughs> it's the Energy level. I'm like, oh my gosh. He's like, I don't drink coffee. I'm like, thank God. Thank God you don't drink coffee. I have to drink coffee to be with you. But um, when you met your when you met John though, John mm. Bevere, much
2: loved here in this ministry, um, as are you. You're basically James's additional yes, daughter. I am. Um, James and Betty adore you. But when you first met John. Did your feelings about yourself impact your feelings about the potential for a relationship with him?
1: You know, um, yes. I mean, I actually felt like he was getting cheated. And that sounds terrible, but no, but this is what you would do. I remember saying to him, uh, number one, uh, I had come from a very different background and John had kept himself pure and John had been godly for the last three years, and I had been excelling in heathenism with uh, at, at the University of Arizona. Now, John led me to the Lord on our first date, and so he was always going to be someone I admired, but the idea of marrying him, I, that was beyond my ability to even think that I could be, and sounds terrible, but worthy of that, mm-hmm. you know, that God would give me that kind of gift. And so when he shared, you know, Jesus with me, I got born again. When he asked me to marry him, I was like, I don't know if I can have kids uh, because they were saying that I was 100 percent carrier on this. And and thank God that none of my kids did get it, because it is true. If retinoblastoma is genetic, then the chances of your kids getting it is 50 percent. And so none of all four of my boys perfect. And um, but yeah, I, I did feel like I wasn't feminine and I did not want to come alongside him. I was great with being behind him but I did not want to come alongside of him. And he would say to me, Lisa, there are young girls that need you in this youth group. They need to have you get up. And I'd say, I'm not some package because you're the youth pastor, doesn't make me a youth pastor and you're not making me get up there. And he said, well, you just need to be ready. I'm gonna call on you. I'm like, you just need to be ready. I'm gonna walk out the back door. And he'd be like, Lisa. And so he'd say, you are not your own. You were bought with a price and you don't have the right to be comfortable when so many people need what you can give them as comfort. And I said, don't you talk to me like I'm a congregation. I am your wife, I'm your one-eyed handicapped (laughs) wife, you need to feel sorry for me. And he would have none of it. He just kept saying no, and so he would trick me and, you know, hand me the microphone in front of kids that I was terrified I was terrified of the teenagers, which are kind of scary. But
2: what happened in between that and the no 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 and the dynamic woman that I see on stage who gets up there with a sword and writes girls'. Well, the sword with swords. makes me feel
1: violent. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what, what happens you know in you? So God you know, when you're married to a man like that, that whether you wanted to hear it or not, you hear it. And I finally came to the place where I said, you know what, God, this isn't about me. This is about you. And this isn't about me being comfortable or pretty or whatever. I'm going to be a more living testimony of your faithfulness than I ever would if I was perfect. And, you know, the truth is as longer we live, we know there is no perfect person. But God actually really, and this sounds like he's mean, but it's not. He really loves to make us face what we fear because he knows that's gonna actually position us to be fearless. Mm -hmm. And so when I finally began Mm -hmm. to get on that stage and speak and see women say, when I saw you get up or when I heard that, then it it was just, I made the connection that it wasn't about me, but it was what God could do through me. And you know, Sheila, I'm so aware and I know that you're aware of this because I know what you've been through in your life, that the attacks on our life, my losing an eye at five, you losing your father, The attacks on our life, you know, they're not about our past, they're about our destiny. The enemy somehow knows, he can see patterns and he's like, I'm going to try to take her out before she ever realizes who she is. And I think there's people out there right now that they have been going through hardship and they have... They're looking at their past to try to figure out what's going on, and it's not about their past, it's about their future.
2: You told a story when you and I were together once, and it was from one of those Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Yes, Terminator. Terminator, and you start, and I'm like, Okay, I'm trying to track yes, this. I don't yeah. think it's in Hebrews, but. Yes. But actually, the point you make is very, very powerful. And yeah. it's about that, about yeah. the enemy maybe recognizing who you yeah, are before and you see it. It's the
1: movie that never goes away, it's Terminator. And it just keeps coming and coming and coming. So, you know, you can see it at any point. It will probably come out again five years from now. But, but you know, basically the whole idea of destiny and that, you know, the truth is, as Christians, We've been marked with the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And so with the moment we become a Christian, we're a target. Mm-hmm. But we also need to understand that long before we were targeted, we were chosen. And, you know, I, I love that tonight is all woven around destiny for women, living their destiny. And the truth is none of us are going to be able to live our destiny if we pray small, safe prayers or live small, safe Lives, And I know each of these women mm-hmm. have come through something and struggle can be strengthening. And so you and I always love to talk about praying scary prayers. And, you know, God just dropped it to me that most Christians don't pray scary prayers. What's a scary prayer? A scary prayer is Psalm 10. A scary prayer is when you begin to pray the word of God and it is so overwhelming to you that it takes your breath away or maybe you begin to pray like maybe you've just been praying oh you know maybe there's a mom at home and they're like i just hope my kids get saved before they die you know and instead that's 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 a scared prayer that's not a scary prayer a scary prayer would be like you know what my son or my daughter is a disciple taught of the lord and great is their peace and undeserved composure uh, a, a scary prayer right now for uh, for americans right now would be that this nation Her destiny is greater than her history and that we will have a great and glorious rising and that God will hear from heaven and he will heal our land because we're measuring everything by sphere. We're letting the culture drive our prayers when my Bible says that God watches over his word to perform it. And so when I begin to pray God's word, he will watch over it. He doesn't watch over my worries. He watches over his word. Wow. And so. Say that again. Say that again. he, He doesn't watch over our worries. He doesn't watch over my whining. He watches over his word. And so we need to be fluent people who speak the word of God into destinies. And, you know, when you read some of David's prayers, it's like break their right arm, break their left arm, search and destroy every sign of wickedness. God's rule wins, you know, and I'm like, whoa, you know, can I pray that? Okay, I'm going to pray the scary prayer. I'm going to pray break their arms. You know, I'm not going to break their arms. But, but God knows how to search And he needs to to find out. And you know, one of the the prayers I've been praying recently that's been scary is, you know, we all have been praying for you know the noontime prayer for what's going on in our world. And um, and I was midday, baby, midday, midday, baby. And I was praying, you know, for the people that are captive, and prayed for the people that have been under the bondage of theology of rape and all the different cruelties that we're seeing in our world right now. And I. I had the Lord challenge me because I was praying Psalm 10. I had the Lord challenge me and he said, I want you to start to pray that there would be a revival among Islam. I want you to begin to pray the way I've told you to pray, that you bless those who curse you. You do good to those. He said, I want you to pray because he said, if you're not praying, for them who's gonna pray for them Lisa wow. and so I have been praying that Jesus the man in white is going to appear to them that not only the captives but the captors because we know they're just as much bonded yeah you know that there will be a revival that they'll be opening that the gospel will go into places where none of us will ever go and they will search and destroy every sign of wickedness
2: oh that is powerful that is powerful yeah <laughs> Wow. You know, my son Christian went to Passion this past year and we got to watch some of it online. And John Piper gave such a powerful message. Mm. He said, it's not your job to stay alive. It's your job to stay in love with Christ. I love that. And when you're in love with Christ, it changes everything. Do you talk about this on our new se- I do. series? I
1: do, I we, do. We unpack the uh, entire version of the Terminator and the whole destiny and facing your fears. And so I'm, wow. I'm the naughty version of that. That's, that's my portion, the one-fifth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, 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 I have heard the story, and trust me, um, I mean, it, it's worth getting this just to hear what Lisa has to say. It's, I mean, it's one of those stories you start to he- listen to, and you're like, where on earth are you going? And then wham, it, I mean, I, I remember the first time I heard you share this, I yeah. literally had to get out the building and sit down and say, Lord, what was, what was that? Because it was so impact, and it makes you want to rise up. Yeah. There's something about when you hear the truth, yeah. you want to rise up.
1: Yeah. Well, and people do need to live their destiny because it isn't really about them. Yeah. It's about all of us and it's about their legacy and and and, and it is what we were saying, you know, the attacks are not about our history. Yeah. They're about our destiny and and people need to get a little bit of an attitude if they're going through something. you say, "What is so frightening about me?" that the enemy has launched a full-scale onslaught. And I love that life today believes in women, Mm -hmm. and they're encouraging women to live their destiny because God has always created us to do that alongside the men. I think it's interesting that the enemy early
2: on tried to take you out so that you wouldn't stand on a platform, so you wouldn't write. And now you stand on platforms literally around the world, and you and John write prolifically. I also think it's interesting that one of our other teachers on this series is Christine Kane, and you remember last year she had the attack on you know, throat yeah, cancer. Yeah, it's
1: like so obvious, I like guess, her voice. It's so obvious,
2: and I remember talking to Nick um, after Christine was starting to recover, and he said, you know, the enemy really blew it. You know, if he was going to mess with Christine, he should just have killed her. Now he's just made her angry. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't make Greeks no. and Sicilians angry. You don't no. do that.
2: No, yeah. so, yeah, this is going to be a really powerful series. I and mean, we want to, we're going to send this to you for, for any gift that you send us, because right now I want to show you something where when we rise up, and we become strong in who we are in Christ, we realize that there is a world out there and it's on our watch and that we can make a difference. Watch this with me, will you?
0: From football stadiums to convention centers to city streets, over the past five decades, James Robinson and Life Outreach International have used just about every means available to spread the good news of the gospel around the world. And even now, through the showing of a film produced in India with an all-Indian cast, millions have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Life Outreach has partnered with John Gilman of Dayspring International to mobilize hundreds of film teams to travel to remote villages of India and present this unique film on the life of Christ. In this village tonight, we're going to show the story of Jesus in all of its glory, and these precious folks are going to see the gospel for the first time in their life. And many of them are going to find joy and peace in Jesus Christ because of what someone did to help send this team here tonight. Uh,
2: while I'm uh, watching this, I get feeling when the crucifixion scene come and I asked to ask myself why Jesus died like that a very terrible death. And then uh, I asked myself because of my sin he died. Then uh, I accepted him and I received him as my personal savior. God did a miracle in my life.
1: I was very young when I saw Daya Sagar. For my simple mind that time Jesus was a great person. So I gave my life completely to him, and now he is my horn of salvation. And then I showed the same film to my children. After that, this small guy, he said, God is good. The night which I see in the Daya Sagar movie, that night I could not able to sleep because of the things what happened in the Cross. Uh, Voluntarily, I went to ask those who are the screen the movie from Dayasagar. Can I pray for me? Because I seen the real God today.
0: I want you to pray and ask God what He would have you to do to send our mobile teams into these villages, so that many more can hear the good news of Jesus and His love.
2: I mean, that absolutely blows me away. So we need to help these people. I mean, isn't that what Jesus said before he left? To take the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. And some of these people, it's unbelievable. They'll get their equipment and they're on bikes. They're doing all sorts of stuff. If they know there's a village somewhere, they are going to get to it. They just need us to help on our end. And it's really reasonable. For $40, you're actually going to share that film with four Hundred people. A thousand shares it with 10,000 people or 25 villages. Or if you feel you can do a little bit more, 4,400 will equip a team that will give them the DVD player, everything to set up in the village. And they go, these people are committed. I know these people well. I've known them for 20, 30 years. They're dear friends of mine. And to get the stories back of the numbers of people, of young children, men and women, who suddenly they watch the story of Christ and it becomes alive and real. And... and Really, there's a revival beginning in India, and you and I get to be a part of it. So please, will you give your very best gift? With any gift at all, we have this Living Your Destiny um, CD. It's got Beth Moore, Lisa Bevere, Sheila Walsh, Christine Kane, Sarah Jakes Roberts. Um, Now, if you give a little bit more, if you're able to give 120, then we're gonna send you my book, The Longing in Me, and Christine Kane's amazing book, unashamed but let's do this let's make sure there's not one village left in India that hasn't heard the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ It used to be so hard to be a woman in India you probably know something of the caste system too where some people are made to feel the lowest of the low when these people see that God Almighty became the lowest of the low so that they could find a way home, they respond to the gospel. So let me just remind you, it's so doable. A gift of $40, 400 people in a village will see the movie. 120, you'll share it with 1,200 people. Isn't that amazing to think that what you might pay to go out and have a meal will suddenly mean that there's 50, 60, 1200 people around the marriage feast of the lamb when this is all over down here because you cared enough to make sure that movie got to every single village in India with the good news. The amazing thing is I've talked to John Gilman and he's told me that most of these people, it's the first time they have ever heard that Jesus came. Let's take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Go to your phones right now, would you? Thank you.
0: Go into all the world and preach the gospel. In a nation filled with so much poverty and spiritual darkness, Life Outreach has partnered with John Gilman to present a powerful motion picture on the life of Christ that displays His miracles and demonstrates His love to the people of India. With your support, 2.4 million souls who are looking for our Savior's love will be reached with this unique outreach. While the number is great, the cost to present the gospel message is only 10 cents per person. That means your gift of $40 will share the light of God's love with 400 people. $80 will help share the film with 800 people. $120 will share the film with 1,200 people. And $1,000 will help reach 10,000 people with the life-changing message of the gospel. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you the exclusive audio CD series, Living Your Destiny. Here, five outstanding Bible teachers and women of faith share how to live the life God destined for you. With your gift of $120 or more to help reach 1200 people with the gospel through Film Evangelism, you may also request two outstanding books, The Longing in Me by Sheila Walsh and Unashamed by Christine Kane. Please call, write or make your gift online today.
2: Thank you so much and for any gift you send we're going to send you this incredible teaching series living your destiny please go to your phone please do something today together we can change this so would you please help me thank the one the only the amazing the brilliant the beautiful the italian Lisa oh i've loved 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 it and we love you if you need prayer call us we're here for you we'll see you next time
0: Regardless of your net worth, estate planning benefits you and your family before and after death and results in peace of mind. As a free service to our friends and partners, Life Planning Services, a ministry of Life Outreach International can help with your estate planning needs and chart your financial future. Don't put off this important step to peace of mind through better planning. Contact Life Planning Services today.
2: Our history will define our destiny unless we make a decision to make what Jesus Christ did for us bigger than what anyone else has done to us.
0: Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.